Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This big clock here just brings to mind the thought about time. The experience of time is subjective, meaning that it's different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unique. So is love. <laughs> we all get to experience love in our own unique way. I'm honored to have you all joining me in creating our own version of what love is within that, okay? <laughs> it's been very nice getting to know you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. You have been husband. Well, Danielle, will you marry Will you marry us? business again to have another guest this week join with me my friend chai hello hey <laughs> how are you doing how are we how are we enjoying this season of seeking sister wife so far i'm gonna be honest i really really miss um the dread couple what were they called ah, Snowden's. Yes, I miss the Snowdens. I do. What exactly do you miss about them? I don't know. I feel like um, as much as like all of this, I don't. I think all of it is like BS. But I feel like um, at least the wife felt like she had a reason mm. for wanting sister wives. Sure. I mean, it was free childcare, but you know, exactly. Right. <laughs> 
It didn't seem as predatory, even though, like, they turned out to be, like, whole abusers, but uh, yeah. maybe I don't miss and, them. Yeah, in the end, they ended up being the most predatory of all, so shout out to the Snowdens. Um, I wanted to tell you about this uh, article that I saw before we get into the episode, because I think this might really change things. Um, according to thehollywoodgossip.com, uh, Roberta has unfollowed large wife and Joel Osteen on Instagram and has started to follow a, an account, something along the lines of like leaving polygamy. Oh my God. Escaping polygamy. Oh wow. That's exciting. Yeah. So big things happening over in Colorado. Oh my God. I wonder what happened. I, exa- I cannot imagine. And like, given what we saw this episode, it just really makes it very interesting. So let's get into our couples for this week. Um, I'm going to start with, I think we'll start with Brindle, Brindle and Steve. They had a surprisingly <laughs> tame storyline this, this week. The fact that you call her Brindle is so <laughs> it's weird but you know what that's my and she is a brindle like this is brindle behavior and i you know when the name also i had a brindle bull terrier in college and she kind (laughs) of looks like him thank you like if the comparison is there who are me to say that it is (laughs) i would be depriving everybody else frankly and that's not fair um so Steve goes down to their polygamous compound, right? It's still under construction, but they're like chugging along. He's there with Preston, the child that is at least pretending that they like Steve. And (laughs) it wasn't so clear to you that this man has like really no relationship with his kids because he showed Preston like two rooms downstairs. And then by the time they got to the kitchen, they had nothing to talk about. Not a thing. And it's like, why did you bring these kids you don't know on TV? Right. And every time they're on TV, there's some sort of ulterior motive. So this is supposed to be the day where Preston meets April, the child bride. And shockingly, actually, Steve it says that after Jaden let the chopper spray at that dinner, their relationship somehow got way better. They've been talking every day. I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that I- at all. I find that very hard to believe, right? I think he's a liar. I think, one, he was dumb for for bringing them on TV. And children are unpredictable, right? Like, one thing I'm not going to do is have my child on TV. Like, you don't know what they're going to say. So I feel like he wasn't prepared for his kid to, like, air him the fuck out the way that he did. Mm -hmm. And now he's just lying. He's got to be. Because how is it such a 180 where she's now, like, kind of understanding towards the whole situation? Like, given what we saw of that conversation, I can't imagine Steve being any more articulate that it, like, moved her. That just doesn't make sense to me. Right. I'm like, by talking every day, do you mean sending memes? Right. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) yeah. What are we considering talking are we like hitting the Venmo account with, with some additions? Like, is that because <laughs> I might have a, a little uh, change of heart too, depending right. on what amount. <laughs> so, um, this is, that's really, really wild to me. And I really don't believe it. Um, so of course, Steve, like, 
I just, I just, I hate Sam him. I just, I like, I don't like him. I don't really even know what to say. I just, he's just so icky to me. And like, I guess. Okay. They're the most uncomfortable for me to watch because it's like very clearly whatever happened with the last wife. Right. I got my good eye on Brindle, you know, like, I'm like, you know, also you're nobody's 30. That's nobody's 30 anything. Like, (laughs) (laughs) definitely lying about her age, which makes me uncomfortable. Neither of them are in their 30s. It's not probable. He's not. Well, he says he's in his 40s. So I say a lot of things, too. You know, we all. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm like, she's closer to his age, you know, than they're pretending here. Right. And she she just makes me uncomfortable. It's also like I feel very like skeezed out by the fact that it's like this, like the new young girl in the relationship. I'm like, I don't know. They gross me out to a different level. I agree. I fully, fully agree with you. Um, So at that point, (laughs) Steve is asking Preston, like, oh, how do you feel about seeing April? He's like, I don't feel anything. (laughs) I'm an 18 year old boy what am I supposed to feel Um, so at this point Brindle and April come out of some random room and they present April to Preston as though they're about to get married like this is going to be an arranged that's what it looked like to me I'm like is this a blind date I've been watching too many too much Indian matchmaking and now (laughs) in a different place but um you guys watch Indian matchmaking on Netflix, by the way. It's so good. It's really good TV. Um, I haven't watched the new season, but I, I did really like the first one. It's good and it's especially good. I'm going to put you on some, well, it doesn't matter, but um, I, one of my friends, old college roommates is on the show. And, oh, that's so exciting. Oh, he, I love when I see people I know on TV. Chai, he's down so bad. Like if I were him, I would die. Like, <laughs> You come on the show to find somebody, and he went out worse than anybody out of both seasons. And oh I, my God, I, I can't wait to see it. It's bad. It's real bad. I can't he's, wait to see it. He's only in the last two episodes, uh, and that's all the hint I'm going to say. So, <laughs> but um, as long as the reason he do- he goes out bad isn't like colorism or like you know, it's, that got a little uncomfortable for me. <laughs> There was less colorism in season two, I will say that. There was a significant decrease in the colorism. Um, No, his was just like um, um, feeling like he deserved maybe above his station. We'll say that. Okay, I love that. I love what a guy uh, gets put in his place. Yeah, and you know what? And the editors have a fun time with that, and that's even worse. (laughs) Because there's one point where he talks about, like, how athletic he is and how he's looking for somebody fit. But, like, he's got a distinctive dad bod. And the way they zoomed in on his belly, like, dog. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. I would literally die. (laughs) Yes, embarrass men. Right, right, right. So, (laughs) So once Steven introduces april she just giggles like she's so shy she keeps putting her hands over her mouth like it's the most awkward thing and it keeps getting more awkward because nobody knows how to like speak not anybody in this four some can communicate they don't know how to break the ice they don't know how to not make this awkward so it's just quiet 
and it keeps getting more awkward. And then people do the thing I hate, which is the checking in. Like, are you okay? Are we fine? And I'm like, I'm standing right here. I'm fine. But right. I'm about to be. <laughs> you keep asking me. I'm like, I'm not going to be. Um, this is, it, it's really off. It was so silent at one point. I'm looking around at everybody. I'm like, okay, has anybody heard of a brush? Has anybody heard of a brush? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, what is, is her name? April? Yes. Jesus Christ, get the girl some Olaplex. She, April needs to know, you have curly hair. And no amount of um, heat or hair dryer. Like, I don't have white hair. But I know that, like, what I'm seeing is a girl trying to fight the fact that she's got a very distinct curl pattern and it's not working. Okay? A mess. <laughs> And I bet you, like, she's a girl with curly hair who uses, like, a paddle brush. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> girl, exactly. stop brushing your curls. You look crazy. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Get oh. a hot oil treatment and some Olaplex. Please. There are so many reality TV stars that I just want to be like, get the VO5. Just let, let's go back to basics and start all over. The whole Sister Wives clan. Uh, every single one of them. Try every single one. Not a well-conditioned head in the bunch. <laughs> Not a single one. Starting with Mary. Who would be the one, who do you think has the worst hair out of the Sister Wives universe? Out of the Brown family? Um, well, all the children. The older. <laughs> the older especially because it's like the type of blonde that they have. I feel like their hair should be relatively silky. Mm-hmm. And it is all so crazy. When you go into Christine's house, there's crazy things happening with the little one's hair. <laughs> Truly's hair, it looks a mess to me. Oh, poor Truly. Truly just started seventh grade, you guys. Truly is 12 years old. She's 12. That's crazy. I can't deal with it. Truly is like perpetually four in my mind. Right. Wait, so 12, that means she was like 10 in the last season? Yeah. I feel bad because I feel like I bully truly, but it's like there's something about her that I just <laughs> and I should not talk about a child like this, so I'm gonna stop. But finding out that she is 12 is making me a bit uncomfortable. Cause that means she was like 10 or 11 in the last season and she yeah. acts six. I've never cared for truly, and that's my truth. Okay. I'm allowed that. I'm allowed that. We don't have to love everybody. And I don't care if it's a child, okay? That's all fair. It's all fair. Since that lady tweeted the other day that um, childless children are ableist because they don't like children, I'm going to lead into that. I really am. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So now everybody's just, like, asking how everybody's feeling. Nobody really wants to answer. Finally, Brindle's like, okay, April, I'm going to give you a tour of the rest of the house. But it didn't make it any better because... Now we've just broken off into groups two and we're checking in again and asking how everybody's feeling again. Right. And like, Steve's asking the, the tours of the house, like the fact that they're building this home to be like their polygamous paradise. Yeah. D- did it just seem like a regular house? Regular degular. Cause to me, I'm like, if we're building a home specifically for like the kitchen was quite small. It was quite small for I was looking at that little island and I'm like, if we're building a house for polygamy, multiple wives, I'm thinking like a double island, like Right. Like we're just building a regular house, dude. Yeah, it just looked very, very regular. Like 
he's stupid. There better be another kitchen in there. I'll tell you that much. There better be another one. Um, so they're going into the room. So Steve asks Preston again how he's feeling. And he's like, I don't know, like nothing. How how is anybody supposed to feel after none of us had a conversation? We just stared at each other. So Preston now asks Steve, How old is April? And he says, Oh, she's 21. You guys, Preston is 18. 18, yeah. I wanted to ask you if you felt like April was attracted to him. And I know you have no way of really knowing this, but I'm like, okay, so her his Steve and his son look very similar. They do. Right. And now he's like closer to her age. So I'm like, that make I wonder if she's attracted to him. I just couldn't stop thinking about that. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about like whether or not they recognized each other because they theoretically could have been to oh, that's school. true. They could have been in school together. <laughs> every time like it did, uh, I thought they knew each other I thought for sure they were like oh were you a senior when I was a freshman in high school like I remember you Ugh, crazy so I just feel pre- bad for Preston because he's clearly like only going along with this because he's trying to have a relationship with his deadbeat daddy he doesn't like this right that's it. really sad Oh Lord! Was His dad that? agreed to pay for college. Yeah, exactly. If you I'm come on the show and make me not look horrible, act like you support this. Yep, yep. I'm gonna put money on your Roblox account, and <laughs> you're gonna keep quiet. Um, there really wasn't much after that, really, because he was just like, "Well, you know, whatever is important to my dad is important to me, so I guess that's why I like April." And that's really depressing. <laughs> he but tried. How- he tried. He tried real bad, real bad. Oh God. Um, let's go on to. Oh, let's go to. Um, do you want to do Mr. Peanut or do you want to do Large Wife first? Uh, let's do Large Wife. Okay. <laughs> so, we're still in Brazil. Roberta's taking them down to the Copacabana beach. Everybody's feeling like they're in a good place. Thank God Joel is not wearing cowboy bat boots on the beach because it was, it really could have gone that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Roberta being in the middle of them, I'm just going to do a hot take. The visual of Roberta holding hands with large wife in one hand and then Joel in the other. It was giving some sort of like kink play that I didn't really want to be in. Mommy, like, <laughs> daughter, kink, weird stuff. Like I, it was weird. I didn't like it. I can't help my visuals, you guys. So that's just I like- hate Roberta. Oh, okay. Let's like, get it. Truly, truly, truly. Like I, I can't. I don't know what it is. I hate her, and it's it's more than like um, it's you coming to to a situation where. Very clearly, Danielle was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And not caring about that irritated me, right? Like, yeah. no matter what presentation Danielle tried to put on or what she was saying to Roberta, like, anybody with eyes, it's clear that she, like, was very uncomfortable with the situation. Mm-hmm. So I already didn't like Roberta off bat for that. But then this episode, her having the audacity, like, Roberta has some nerve, Okay, so be asking them to not get a third wife because she's uncomfortable. Oh, you're uncomfortable? All right, let's get into it. So they're walking on the beach and Roberta tells Marcella, the translator, 
I want to have a one-on-one conversation with large wife and like, let's do it. So um, Joel fucks off to the beach, probably to find somebody else to impregnate. And (laughs) so then they have their one-on-one conversation and Roberta says, I, first of all, I'm going to ask you some tough questions and I really am going to need you to be honest. And large wife's like, okay. So she tells large wife, I need to, I'm going to ask you a question that I haven't asked you before. And she says, in the beginning, you said you were jealous and that you felt like you didn't exist in Joel's heart anymore. And I just need to know that you're actually wanting me to join this family and that it's not just because Garrett wants it. Like, is this something that you actually want? Do you think that there was a moment where she was like, okay, here's my chance? <laughs> okay, so um, first off, I found, found it annoying that Roberta's like, I've asked you something I've never asked you before. Because I'm like, girl, why was that not like the first question? The third. <laughs> and the second. And the third. Like, we're on like year two, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was annoying. But I cannot get a read on what Danielle's plan is. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, like, okay, when I saw her bring in that black girl, I was like, okay, like, she's, this is team chaos. She's decided she's going to ruin Garrick's life. Like, you know, I was with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, why else were you doing that? Like, yeah. there's no world where Garrick is dating a black woman that I just don't see it. Um, Especially not Leah. Right. Like, it was just like, you just want to create chaos. Like, you want somebody to put him in his place. Mm-hmm. So, and I felt that for her. Laura tells Roberta that in the beginning, she didn't have issues. First vacation, it was super hard. And Roberta's like, why didn't you say anything? And I'm thinking, well, it's because you were too busy getting your back blown out by her husband. to have a conversation. Like, do we not remember? That's the first thing he did when they got to that resort. <laughs> <laughs> literally like she went to the room to get something and you guys were like let's get it in fast yeah oh no sister be back sister (laughs) that'll ring in my head for the rest of my life okay the rest of my life um so roberta tells large wife again like i would never do this if this wasn't something you wanted and then large wife is like no I, i definitely do want it this these are like two women who are trying to nice woman their way into getting what they want yep and now this is like the ultimate showdown <laughs> and i'm not really sure who is working for more or less at this point i mean now that you enter the like this isn't gonna work out between them right it changes things <laughs> yeah i think roberta um could have been on 90 day fiance mm. instead i feel like a gateway to America, She's like, whatever. If I have to like muscle my way into these people's relationship, fine. God, and to what end? Like, in a way, like if we look at it as a 90 day fiance men, this is maybe one of the better case scenarios. Um, but he still cries a lot, so there's that to consider. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just a lot of tears and like listen i love it when men are showing their emotions but like sir can you imagine like your husband you guys were seeking somebody 
And Already can't imagine it, but I, okay. I <laughs> but every time he spoke to, mentioned, thought about that other woman, he just started weeping. Wouldn't you be like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. <laughs> it is absurd. And I wonder, I'm like, I, I hope he was crying like this in the beginning of Danielle's relationship, like with him. I hope this right. is not like a, something he's, she's never seen before because it is so absurd. It's almost like, I mean, it's almost worse than being cheating on. Like you have all these feelings for her and seemingly none for large wife. Like, he barely even looks her in the face. And what's upsetting about it is I feel like um, Danielle is cute. She's not bad. She and keeps to thing. me, her and Roberta, I think she's actually prettier than Roberta. Mm. Right? I, I shouldn't compare women, but I'm just saying in terms of, like, the way that Garrick is acting is, like, this is, like, you know, Roberta is the baddest, like, bitch on the planet. And... Yeah. You know, he's pulled way out of it. Like, he's punching way above his weight class. And I feel like her and Danielle are very comparable. Especially this season. Yeah. I feel like last season, like, uh, I don't know. I think uh, Roberta had a little bit more, like, uh, youth in her. Yeah, something's happened. She's been through some things. I mean, the pandemic has been hard on us all. (laughs) True, true. Maybe if I looked at pictures of me in 2019, I would would feel the same. But... um, there is a difference. I feel like, uh, you know, he's a white guy, and I'm sure he probably calls Roberta exotic a lot. Right. And that's probably very exciting for him. You know, I'm sure everybody in Colorado probably looks like Danielle. This is that's probably true. a real new thing for him. <laughs> um, but... So, okay, so then Roberta kind of, like, switches things up. And she says, well... Um, you know, I was feeling some type of way because I was nervous. It seemed like you guys were planning on introducing a third wife before I even got to the States. And it's really messing with me. Here's where large wife fucks up because she says in a confessional that she's really shocked by this information, but the whole reason why you were trying to like trick up off on La- uh, Garrick was because you knew that she didn't want Leah around. So what are you shocked about? Right. Right. <laughs> That's why I don't understand her. I'm like, is it that she doesn't want to own any of the like manipulative things that she's doing? I, I, I'm like, Danielle could come out of this a star, you know, if she gave the camera, like in those confessionals, if she gave us a little wink and a nod, like, you know, I know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been the most iconic moment on TLC. For right. Sure. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, now she's playing this, like, I don't know where this is even coming from shit. And that's really like bullshit, bullshit to me. So then large wife tells the story further which says that, like, the reason why they started the seeking process was because uh, Roberta was kind of dragging her feet and saying that she wanted to take care of her mom. She didn't know when she was going to be able to come to America. So at that point, they started looking for somebody else, which I have to kind of give credit to Roberta. Well, do I? No, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I guess I could feel some type of way if I'm like, oh, I don't know when I'm coming. But, like, life has to move on. And if you say you don't know when you're ever going to move here, then 
How long are they supposed to wait for you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're not, not giving them a deadline, so I don't know. Um, and so- if, if this whole thing is that, like, you know, Garrick is trying to have a quiver full of children, you know, the little weirdo he is, right? Like, you got to get things going. Right. You do. And quick. Because he's, what, 38? Right. Yeah. And I was going to say he already has older kids, but I don't even think he knows that he has those sons anymore. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Roberta says in a confessional that one day she found out about Leah just because Joel was like, hey, we have another woman that we're interested in entering the family. And she was like (laughs) feeling cheated in a way, like not cheated on, but cheated Mm -hmm. out of the experience of being able to be the belle of the ball. In Colorado for a little while. Right. She never got to be like, gets to be the new hot thing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all this is. And that's actually pretty funny now that I think about it. Cause it's not even like, um, I mean, I guess she does kind of say, well, I only know him from vacation and we haven't had like real life to spend together, but it really just mostly seems like she wants to be the baddest bitch. The that's, it. that's what I see. I can't really blame her for that. I would feel. And I guess like, I feel like maybe she saw the black woman. She was like, Oh no, 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 no. Like I'm supposed to be the exotic one. Like. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So, so at this point, large wife is acting like Joel put her under the impression that everything was okay. And Roberta's like, nah, like ancient sweet over here. I'm actually still pretty upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have this conversation. I don't know. And basically, like, I've been trying to make peace with the fact that uh, there's going to be another woman, but that's it. Like, that's the only resolution that's happened because of this. Of course, large wife starts to cry at this point. She's like, Roberta, I'm always going to have your back. <laughs> it might There might be a knife in there, but I'm always going to have your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's so wild. And we're just like, you know what? I I think we all need to have a conversation. And then we see like selfie footage of a uh, large wife. And it's like, you know, she's getting emotional again. She's like, it just sounds like there are a lot of mixed signals happening. And I just, <laughs> I just need a break. It's like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> All of their scenes could be called Why Are You Crying? Because I. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So finally, they all get back together, the three of them. And Large Wife is like, hey, uh, Roberta said she wasn't happy about the third one. And his response is like, well, we need to get down to the bottom of this because basically, Roberta keeps bringing up bullshit, and I don't understand why that is. Like, totally out of the fuckboy handbook. Like, no accountability for himself. Just, like, I resolved this. I thought we had decided to, like, do the Finding Nemo and just keep swimming. Because, and then he tries to, like, put a mental health spin on it. (laughs) It's like, it's really not healthy for her to be, to just, like, keep thinking about things. And, like, we as a family need to move forward. And, like, bro, that's really easy for you to say when you're benefiting entirely out of this whole thing. Holy, like the only person. (laughs) (laughs) You were getting 100% 
of the the benefit of this and like you want to act like they're being crazy wild wild to me um so (laughs) i screamed when they go over to bert and she starts talking about how heartbroken she was but she couldn't even remember leah's name she's like you brought that woman Basically, what she's trying to say was that, like, everybody was having fun over in the United States, and she was in Brazil, stuck, thinking, wondering whether or not she was going to be able to join in on the fun, too, and her head just started going into overdrive, and at this point, Joel is holding Large Wife's hand, but of course he drops it so that he can take Roberta's head in her hands, and I hate this. Don't be touching me with all your hands, okay? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that it's dirty. I don't know where you've been on this beach. This isn't like a fun sex thing. Don't touch me. Right. Don't touch me. Um, so he's got her head in his hands and he's like, you know, no problem. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm so sorry. And then Roberta's like, you know, I just, I just don't want to continue y'all to continue dating. And he's like, you know, in the trash. Don't worry about it. So then in a confessional... At that point is when I would start fighting if I was Danielle. (laughs) Like, it was so easy. Like, we would have to fight. There's just no getting around that. Because I feel like she was hinting, or at least pretty explicitly said, like, I'm a little uncomfortable with this whole situation. He's like, girl, just pray about it. Bye. Right. (laughs) Right. Literally had her, like, he was cheesing up a storm while she was crying while we were getting the divorce. Go on, guy. (laughs) He did one of those, you know those things where you, like, jump up and tap your ankles? Like, he took that out (laughs) of the house. (laughs) He was loving it. He was loving his life. But, yeah, now it's like, yeah, no problem. I, I don't have to do anything. So, Roberta's like, well, you know, I don't have a problem with there being a new wife. You know, I just feel like it's I just feel like it's my time now. <laughs> I love that. So he says in a confessional, the reason why he was fine with saying no to courting right now is because we love Roberta in his words. <laughs> but the we is him and his penis. Like, let's be real. It's not Danielle. No. Right. <laughs> so then he does the most annoying thing that I talked about last week is that he just like yells broken English at her. And so he looks at Roberta and says, me lately feel God want that to wait till later. God later. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I would have started fighting him. Like, don't talk to me like I'm stupid, bro. He speaks to her like a caveman. It's really, really awful. And it's also at this point, I'm like, okay, so where are we with learning Spanish? Well, she's Brazilian, right? No. Did I make that up? Yeah, Portuguese. Yeah. Where are we with learning Portuguese? Um, I mean, he just learned good morning last week. So like, how is this relationship <laughs> supposed to work? She's gonna have to learn English. That's it. That's but she it. doesn't seem like she's learning fast enough either. So what is the plan? We're well, gonna be using I, translator apps forever. I, I saw in that preview that her uh English was pretty good and she let the chopper spray. She was expressing herself pretty well to me. So Oh, I can't wait. I didn't even see I didn't even see the preview. Okay, I'm excited. I, I'm looking for I mean it wasn't like perfect English, but it was she got enough. Okay. <laughs> and I loved it. Um 
So, yeah, uh, God want that to wait till later, <laughs> which is going to be the, the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> so our final scene with them is like they're in the morning, they're eating breakfast. And finally, finally, they're going to have this conversation about whether or not Roberta is actually going to come to America. Don't you feel like that's insane? Like you flew all the way down there. You had the conversation with her mama. You've been down there for days. And only now are we bringing up whether or not she's going to be coming back to America. Yeah. Because he was trying to get his dick wet regardless. Like this was like, (laughs) whether or not the answer was yes or no, Garrett was going to have a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not so um he's like but yeah this is like do i need to wear my condom next time (laughs) just let me know girl so um so they're asking her like are you going to book a plane and she's basically like yeah of course so uh joel got on his phone immediately immediately to book that flight like Roberta was trying to talk to both of them and he hands the phone over the translator to Danielle. He's like, I can't even deal with this right now. I'm on, I'm on Southwest.com. Like I can't do it. Um, so he's like, definitely as soon as he gets that confirmation on his phone, he starts to cry. The waterworks begin immediately. <laughs> Without I, I feel, how do you even like, I, I can't even, I could barely spare the moisture at this point. Okay. I, I don't even know how he can do that. I don't know. Um, it, his crying cracks me up and infuriates me in equal parts every single time. Um, but then this scene ends and I thought it was very telling where large wife says that she's really excited that they got the ticket because it proves that Roberta's willing to make, the same sacrifices on her end that they've been making. And that just felt more financial. Like we've invested a lot of money, so we need a return on our investment. Well, I think that um, Danielle is like, yeah, I hope she moves in. I hope her mom dies while she's here. (laughs) Is that what I'm going to say? Like, she's like, I have to divorce. (laughs) Like she needs like, Oh, she loves her mom. That's the only thing she cares about in this world where I hope she dies. We're getting dark. We're getting dark today. I just feel like Danielle gives very much like the way the Garrick, I just don't see how like it doesn't, if Danielle is just a normal human being, I don't see how it doesn't end in like a snapped episode. I agree. Like, I honestly would not be surprised if we looked up into like a, a ceiling tile or an attic or something and found a voodoo doll in the likeness of both Joel and Roberta. That would not be shocking to me at all. At all. Not even a little bit. Um, do you have any final thoughts about them before we move to... Uh, I just need Danielle out of there. Yeah. yeah. Or at least get a little boyfriend on the side. Because now I feel like she's really stuck because he, they're building her parents a home on their property, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Just like, like, what kind of type do you see her with? Because I see her with like an Air Force veteran, like some sort of military guy. Or Oh, I felt like, okay, there was a part of me that kind of felt like when I saw Danielle and Leah together, 
that, that oh. kind of made sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because honestly, like both uh, Joel and Large Wife are betas, and Leah definitely has alpha energy. And I do now that you mention it, think that there was part of of Large Wife that found that exciting. Yeah, like I, I felt like she really liked the energy of like someone who's outspoken. Oh, your mind, okay. <laughs> Somebody who's she's speaking. not gonna let us walk all over her. Okay, look at her <laughs> standing up for herself. This is new. You're allowed to have an opinion. Wow, <laughs> go for you, girl. <laughs> oh God, how many times do you think she said "you go, girl" to Leah? Ball you know it was or like girlfriend uh-huh <laughs> i'm sure there was a lot of that a lot of like girlfriends yes okay, sister a couple snaps yeah <laughs> you know it <laughs> oh my god um let's move on to uh i think we're gonna move on to mr peanut we're gonna end on our on our on our uh, heartwarming story with the with the other four. <laughs> um, but let's get to Mr. Peanut. So, as they're introducing their first scene, we get like very somber piano music that usually is reserved <laughs> for like a breakup in Ninety Day Fiance. We don't often hear it on the show. Um, so, in that mo- moment, I knew this was about to be a very special episode of Mr. Peanut and the gang. So India is the one who tells us that uh, after he went to Janae's house and fixed himself a mug full of Hennessy, he never came back home. And she's pissed. She's pissed. How do you feel about Taryn and India before we get into this? Okay, so this is the most, like, complicated, okay, situation for me. First off, like, I don't understand, like, um... I've missed the old seasons because I felt like there was a certain like archetype of like black man that I could see getting into polygamy and the way that he can rationalize it. And it's like generally hotepy. Like um, the dude, for, the minion. From yeah, Mon- like kings yeah. and queens and, you mm. know, even the Snowdens, like they gave hotep vibes. Yeah. Right. I struggle with like there's no ideology behind this situation. But it's, it's so clearly just you wanting to get your dick wet. Mm-hmm. And I cannot understand what the hell India and Taryn are doing. Like, so Taryn is the first wife, right? Yeah. Okay. First of all, she's like a, the oldest 36-year-old <laughs> I've ever seen. She she has like I'm, big, I'm, big, big Gen X energy. Yeah. I'm gonna remind me to DM you the comparison. I'm not gonna say it on <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to tell you though. I, it's a. I'm not even going to hint it. Was it's bad. But um, she. No, it's actually it's not. Well, no, it's bad. She she has an older, <laughs> <laughs> she has an older face, and we'll just put it like that. Um, she's. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts about India? So India, I feel. Um, She's the only one that makes a little bit of sense to me, right? Like, she met a single man. Uh-huh. Right? Fell in love with a single man. Despite, like, I don't know why you fell in love with him, but whatever. Like, you know, heterosexuality is a bit of a um, a trap. So, Amen. I see how that happened to her. But I, when the wife comes back... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mm-hmm. The fact that we get to a place where like, well, then, okay, we'll just have you both because I've been in love with two women. How do we get to where we are now just full play and we need three women and multiple women and that there are just no rules where you're just like dating all over the place? Right. You know who, I I will make a comparison for Taryn. Do you know that, Black people, you guys know that painting of the woman who's sitting at the edge of the bed? bed. (laughs) (laughs) Titties askew. (laughs) Y'all know what that painting is. It's like, it's it's legendary to the Black community. She looks so tired. (laughs) And that's the energy that Taryn is giving. Um, exhausted right and i I get it because they already had kids it's an internal exhaustion yeah like they already had kids right prior to yeah yeah so they already have kids they've already had a life together like you know i understand her kind of be like who knows when they were single like maybe the bills were just too much for her you get like i can (laughs) see how she got to a place where like she doesn't even seem very emotionally invested anymore like He's been doing nonsense for their whole relationship. She's used to him being a cheater. So even like in this situation with India is the one that still is like, she's new to this. She cares what he's doing. Right. All of this is upsetting for her. And like, and Taryn is just like, girl, she's tired. Yeah. India is like, uh, like June from Handmaid's Tale where she's like scraping and trying to get out of here. But like Taryn's like the old handmaid who's like, girl, I've tried. You're not getting out of uh, Gilead, okay? Right. So don't even, just get along. <laughs> I mean, Taryn, she actually was free. And for some reason, whatever she saw out there in the world as a single woman was worse than this situation because she decided to bring her goofy ass back to this marriage. And the way she describes it was like, damn, I was being stupid. And I had to like come back to this with my tail between my legs. That's the most confusing part. Where I'm like, what was going out there in this world? Like, I wonder, I want to know so much more about, like, backstory. Like, what does she do for work? You know, was it just like you just needed help with the bills? Yeah, I think they both have online boutiques or online, like, e-commerce business. I think India has, a like, a boutique and... Taryn has something else, but they're both like online. I do know that. Okay. I wonder. Well, they need to be on the show to sell stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, like India's really pissed off. This moment really cracked me up because India and Taryn are in the living room and <laughs> India's like trying to get an ally out of Taryn and is like, you know, I just don't understand why he needed to spend 
time at Janae's house, like, yeah, if you wanted to, like, make sure she got in okay, make sure she was safe, like, that's fine. But, like, I don't understand why you need to stay there. And Taryn just stares at her and goes, "Uh uh-huh. And then she walks up and goes upstairs. Like, didn't even excuse herself. She's just like, yeah, bye. Taryn does not care. She's not worried about what this man is doing. (laughs) She doesn't even care about, like, looking like she cares. She is... (laughs) so tired of india like protesting and she's she's exhausted like i'm gonna take my nap i'll i'll come downstairs let me know when he gets in and we'll we'll film it but i'm not doing this with you girl right like where it's just i and i know in her head it's just like girl india leave right she wants her to leave so bad just leave like i don't want to hear you complaining about this trying to give rules okay (laughs) okay But you know what, Taryn, like you really need to think about that because in her um, behind India are two adults with braces. And I don't really know what that means for your life, but I think it would drastically change. (laughs) You know, maybe we just got to be happy with what we got. Okay, because you're the the, uh, that's going to be on your dime. Their orthodontia, you're going to be paying for that. It's also like India is like a responsible human. Right. Like she looks like a. Like, weigh her against Bina. Like, Bina looks like she's coming in to wreak havoc. Girl. Bina <laughs> has warrants. Bina has debt. Bina right. <laughs> Bina's ready to enter into the bad girl's house. Like, like all sister wives are not created equal, Taryn. No. Okay? You need to get <laughs> cozy up to India, okay? Honestly, Bina might be giving, like... Like, if India is... TLC. I think Bina might be Zeus. VH1? Oh. I don't know if she's all the way Zeus, girl. That's Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. going to give her a VH1. You took it off. Zeus. Okay. <laughs> what, about, what about oxygen? Can we put her on I oxygen? I mean, there is something to be said about um, I think at, after a certain age, we got to pick what we're doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't need Blonde locks, also Face mostly on. shaved head, bo- double nostril nose rings. Like, um, Willow Smith needs to look at her and think, you know what? This could be my future. I'm gonna pack it up. Right, like the um, need to look so interesting past a certain age is a trigger for me. I I agree. I. I Fully, I really feel that because I, this year, have really been feeling like a lot of people refuse to just be basic and they keep pushing them, like, trying to be interesting. And I just want people to know that you can be boring. It's fine. You don't have to push it. Just be basic. It's okay. Because It's also like I don't like you trying to make your look your personality, right? Like, you can, like, stop it. Cut it out. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Okay, so Mr. Peanut has the nerve to walk into the house with a Waffle House to-go cup. And that's really when I would have lost it. Because you're not walking up in my house smelling like scattered, smothered, and covered infidelity. Okay? Like, you're not just, you're just not going to do that. You, she, he knew she was pissed. No, the way he came immediately into the door was like, nothing happened. Before he could even put his keys down. But, like, dog, you knew that I was mad that you spent the night and you had the nerve to go to Waffle House and get a to-go cup because you had a real good time. 
No, you don't like. Not only did you you woke up in the morning and then you were like, you know what? Well, I already did. If we are to believe that he fell asleep, right? So then you mm-hmm. woke up, you saw a hundred missed calls on your phone because you know India was up all night dialing that man. Mm-hmm. You saw a hundred missed calls on your phone, and then you decided to take the girl out to Waffle House for some breakfast. It, First off, Waffle House is slow as hell, so you didn't even <laughs> go try to get like something like let's be quick with it, right? And like, it, I know. We've all dealt with these men who were like, well, I'm going to be in trouble anyway, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> you know that's what he thought. Of course. Oh, I want to punch him in the back of his head. You know, because she gave him the curfew of 3 a.m. And they probably were talking till like 3.01. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, I already done miss curfew. Might as well just fuck, huh? Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, he's like putting up his keys. He's like, I just want to tell you right now, like nothing happened. And then Taryn decides to go downstairs because she has somebody else to talk to. And so Peanut sits down. He's like, I just don't want y'all to get anything twisted. Like you guys are justified in being pissed off with me staying out when I shouldn't have. Like, let's not get that twisted, right? But how he decides to communicate this is by plopping himself down the couch and being like, my bad. What's up with (laughs) y'all? Leave. Leave. He is so infuriating. Like he has so little boundaries, right? There is no. so like you are being asked of nothing, right? Like nothing. the only restriction is come home by three at, o'clock in the morning, and you couldn't do that. Like it's it's the he pisses me off so much because it's like the fact that is this is completely void of any like illusion of religion or whatever it is that you are trying to like pretend that you need to be in polygamy for mm-hmm. it's totally void of all of that and it is just like well i like women and i also don't know why they can't just be in an open relationship because he's not even seeking the type of women who are going to fit the family or going to, are into polygamy <laughs> so like just have an open relationship just do it. I mean, Taryn doesn't seem like she cares at this point. Um, I it Really, it just seems like the only reason he wants to do this seeking sister-wife thing is so that, like, he doesn't have to deal with the drama of these women. Oh, oh my mama, oh, my baby mama's fighting. Like, he just doesn't want to deal with the drama of that. So he's like, oh, well, now I'm going to force you guys to not only have relationships with each other, but, like, have these, like, sister-like relationships where you really have, like, a community with each other. He's diabolical this man hate it absolutely like, i truly hate him because it is so like you are just doing whatever you want to do everything everything he does is like i'm just gonna try and push the boundary just a little bit like like there's never any end and he's been given the finished boundary right like it is so yeah. thin <laughs> he's just like and, and still he's like let me just move it just a little bit over let me just push it just a little bit more. It is, and he has like no accountability, no even like introspection of how he's behaving. It's, oh, I hate men. I really, this is a bad week for me. <laughs> um, so then he is like, you know, well, first of all, Taryn was like, okay, well, we were waiting on you, which was like as hard as she went on him. He's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. We were just chilling. We were talking. And I told you guys. And India says, no, you didn't tell me, you told Taryn. 
And his response is, well, she's the last person I called, so I just figured y'all knew. (laughs) (laughs) This logic. (laughs) He doesn't care, man. He does not care. Zero respect for these women does not care. I mean, the nerve to sit down on the couch and be like, what's going on? My bad. Like, obviously, none of these men have any respect for these women, but at least give the illusion. Like, could you have least said, I'm sorry? My bad? My, I would have. Come in begging. (laughs) Right. Bring some flowers. Like, how do you come with, like, something? Right. You couldn't, you couldn't scoot on over to Publix and get me an assorted bunch. On your way from the Waffle House? You couldn't even give me a waffle? Damn. Right! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You could have brought some to-go breakfast for your family. Uh, right. Because if you're going to go there to Waffle House, like, if y'all have been to Waffle House, you know you're in there for 30 seconds. You're going to smell anyway. So if you're going to come home, and then the whole house smells when you come back. So if you're going to stink up the joint with your Waffle House, I at least need some Waffle House in my stomach to justify this. But now, I'll, see, I'm like Candy. You came in, and I know that you ate, and you didn't even think to ask me if I wanted something. That is, that's unforgivable. Unforgivable. It brought that crab cake right up to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Candy's still thinking about that. I really, I love. <laughs> oh my god. So he's like, well, you know. Well, first of all, he's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And India's like, actually, not at any of this point did I accuse you of doing anything. So it's weird that you keep saying that you didn't do anything. I'm just talking about you coming home. We also all know that you did do something. Come on. (laughs) Right. Right. There's a song, you guys, called Let Me Smell Yo Dick. Oh, a throwback. (laughs) (laughs) It's appropriate for the situation. Just listen to it. It tells a, a whole story, you guys. A whole story. So, um, so he's like, you know, we're just talking, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, then he says, I was out later. Like, that's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. You guys made a rule. It is, it's a rule. So Taryn says in a confessional, it's like, well, you know, he, I knew he knew better. And I just kind of feel like this is bullshit. And he's just kind of saying that he sit, went to sleep. And, you know, I put myself in situations where I'm not falling asleep somewhere randomly. So I would appreciate the respect of him not doing the same thing. Because imagine, imagine the peanuts explosion that would have happened if she spent the night with some other dude. And I don't like that the show never addresses this on any of the couples where I just want to hear, you know what I mean? Like, May explain to us why you are the only one that gets to fuck other people. I remember this so vividly from Sister Wives, where I think he maybe has this conversation with Christine. Doesn't matter. The point is that his response is the idea of you as another man is so vulgar. Right. Like he, I, like he couldn't even. Like he was disgusted by the the fact that they, this was even a hypothetical situation that he had to like address. Like <laughs> he acted so uh, like like that was just ridiculous. Like how dare you? How dare you even bring that into the ether? Like it's it laughable, laughable. Like 
It's just so annoying. It's so annoying because I'm like, make make him explain it, India. Like, what are you doing? While you're over there folding clothes, like, get on a dating app. Start right. swiping on Tinder, girl. Listen, because I'm not pressing another one of your polo kids' uh, button-downs. <laughs> okay? I will put that iron on the top shelf, and you're going to have to get that, sta- that step stool out and get it yourself. Because I'm not doing this with you. Oh, I was so sick of this, man. So... Basically, Mr. Peanut tries to, like, slither out of any sort of responsibility. It's not working for India. And she's like, you know, you didn't even have your location on. I didn't even know where you were. He then says, well, you did know where I was because you do have my location or it doesn't work on your phone. She's like, okay, well, stop saying that I have your location then when you know I don't. Right. Like, don't try to get out of this. Slithering out of this with your peanut oil. Slick willy. Um, So... Taryn's bad is basically like sitting there watching them argue. And then she says in a confessional, you know, I just think there needs to be a lot more uh, communication. I'm like, well, you haven't spoken at all. You've barely at spoken. At all, girl. So you communicate. You do it. <laughs> you got to speak, girl. So after all of that, Mr. Peanut's like, well, I apologize. Can I be forgiven? She's a potential sister wife. Like, oh, I'm supposed to feel better that you, you slept with her because it, this could maybe go somewhere. I found that the most annoying because it's like, okay, so everyone is a potential sister wife. So what does that mean? Right. Because there's no real criteria for what, right? Like even the women who are saying like, I don't know if I'm into the sister wife shit, but you're still fucking them. So like, what is that? Right. Where does that leave all of us? Honestly? Oh my God. So India, he kisses them both. and But India admits, like, I'm actually pretty pissed off of the situation that I'm, like, choosing to move on. And I know that people say, like, you know, when you get into marriages, like, you should really, like, think about picking your battles and whatnot. But I'm not that kind of bitch. We're, we're going to have to fight this one out. Because that was a clear line that he crossed. You know what I mean? No, this is, like... There also is, like, very few battles she can pick. Right. Right? Like, this is, like, for me, I equate it to, like, you know when you're in the talking stage with a guy, right? Like, where you you aren't in a relationship, so you don't really have a leg to stand on for a lot of things. Like, you can't really get upset, even if you see him talk, you know? But there are certain things that he'll do one thing where, like, oh, I saw him talking to a girl in front of my face. That's mm-hmm. disrespectful. Now yeah. I have something I can harp on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You get, this is something she could actually fight. So, girl, you need to, like, fight it to the death. You do a rule. Right. (laughs) Go million-dollar baby on that. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Million-dollar peanut. So, at that point, he, like, tries to change the subject. And he's like, well, you know, Janae's still calling when she's in town. We're just kind of, like, waiting to see where that goes. And then Mr. Peanut brings up Bina. So he's still talking to. But India seems like she's not really into Bina. She feels like the conversations they've had have been pretty basic, pretty surface, not really going anywhere. She seems fun or whatever, but she hasn't really seen any evidence that Bina really wants to do this. It's like, okay, well, we haven't seen any evidence that you do either, India. So, (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, like, from the... All the conversations we have seen of him and Bina, like, this is not somebody who's, like, malleable in any way and does not want the lifestyle. And, and let's let's get into that. Because 
the next scene of them, we see uh, he and Bina going to get some uh, uh, coffee. Of course, this man insists on like a frappe. <laughs> like, he can't. Just... He was like, "Y'all got any frozen lattes?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. lattes like the frozen stuff. Um, <laughs> so they go. He gets like an affogato or whatever, um, and they're like sitting down to talk. Bina's kind of paying him dust. Like, she's giving him a little bit of a cold shoulder. And he kind of starts to apologize for a conversation that went left. So we find out that he was on the phone with Bina. She was, like, out in her car or whatever. And it was at night. So Peanut asked Bina where she's going. And she says, out. And he's like, okay, haha, but, like, for real, where are you going? She's like, out. And apparently at that point, things spiraled and he flipped out on her and she's feeling some type of way because of it. So like they're talking and she's there. She hopped on that flight, but she's really like, "Mm, I don't know about all this. Right. Also, did you notice that Bina had a unicorn tattooed on the back of her head? I did. Okay. Okay. I did. Um, That's part just, of all the shit I hate about her. Like, it's yeah. just too much. Like, <laughs> and I have another yes or no question for me, for you. Just, just yes or no. Um, it's going to be a three-part thing. Uh, <laughs> do you feel like Mr. Peanut is shrinking every episode? <laughs> he did look extra small in the the, the chair, in the the coffee shop. Uh-huh. Did you also notice? I noticed. It's like, stand up straight, guy. Like, come on, you're only 5'2 anyway. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I made sure, I made sure to check and see if Bina was wearing heels. And she wasn't. She was wearing sneakers. So they were playing on a level playing field here. <laughs> and it was a significant difference. And that's all I have to say about that. So that wasn't a three part question. I just wanted to get that short. Um, <laughs> so yeah like he flipped out and um you know he said something that was like the biggest red flag for me which is that she is rebellious Mm -hmm. and it made him wonder if things were gonna always be like that and if their relationship got more serious sir that is not your girlfriend if she doesn't like you guys are like you said talking so technically she doesn't want to tell you where she's going she doesn't have to it's also like if for anyone listening who you go on a a date with a guy and he refers to anything that you're saying is rebellious it is like a major red flag it's time to run girl like run 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 I'm not like a dead ass. Run. Like, what type of authoritative rule are you trying to have me under that we're already talking about? Like, I'm rebellious. No. Rebellious? Like, yeah, for real. He's like, oh, you're rebellious, blah, blah, blah. And Bina just stares at him. And she says, he, then he says to her, he's like, you know, I apologize for flipping out on you, but. I'm also going to need you to be available to me anytime I need you. Uh, the whole conversation was just ick. <laughs> I could not. Like, he said that with no sense of irony. Like, that was a very normal thing. Like, anytime I contact you, I need you to be readily available to me. Like, 
that's it. That's it. And so she says in a confessional, like, I'm just kind of like feeling like I'm on edge right now. Cause I just didn't really like how he reacted when I just said I was going to go out. Um, also yesterday, question, did you notice that Bina only had acrylic nails on her pinky? No, I didn't. <laughs> so what is that? A, she, so she's a Coke nail and that's a little like you have children and you're like, you know what? Like <laughs> this makes sense to bring into my family. Yes. The third yeah, wife. Yes. Poke nails as a look. <laughs> like, no. Because at first I thought maybe she broke him and then maybe just like tried to paint. I'm like, no, that was, those are just like Coke nails. They're just Coke nails. Very strange. She's a very strange woman. Um, so, but is, is there a reason that people have that other than for Coke? <laughs> if they do, I have no idea. <laughs> right? It's either you are using it for Coke or you want to look like you're using it for go, which is like either way as an adult, like, <laughs> right. Like, which is worse. You want people thinking that it's not actually true. I think I'd rather you be a cokehead. Oh, 100%. than <laughs> wanting people to think that you are. Um, so she's like, you know, I just don't really like to be told to do things. So you're saying that I need to be available to you 24 seven. Like, I'm really going to have to think about that. I'm really going to have to think about that. So he says, oh, you're a natural rebel. <laughs> but the fact that, like, he, a woman just, like, standing her ground is seen as rebellious to him is, it's so weird. And truly, I'm going to have to think about it is, to me, the most, like, um, closest to pick me answer that I can even fathom, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> No one would be like, yeah, okay. Like, that is, like, completely the most, like, not even close to um, rebellious answer. Right? <laughs> think about it. Because um, the fact that it's not an, an immediate, immediately no. It should, that, that's all. Immediately no. Yeah. Like, this would have been a conversation of, like, I am not, the, like, you're not going to paint me as, like, a rebel or some sort of insubordinate. Okay, that's just because I don't want to do every single thing you do does not make me like somebody who needs to be tamed. That's fucking weird. I Ugh. just think about the crop of misogynists that are coming out of that household. I listen. Like the children that they're raising, what is going on over there? Every Sunday they're having to watch another Kevin Samuels video. <laughs> you know it. You know it. How hard do you think Mr. Peanut cried when he found out Kevin Samuels died? Like, oh, for sure. And he was one of the people online with tears in his eyes, like, well, I think it's messed up that y'all are celebrating a man's death. Right. I can't even laugh because my brother did not talk to me for like a whole month. Died of Kevin Stop <laughs> it. Oh, no. Oh, God. If you guys don't know who Kevin Samuels is, don't look it up. Yeah. Um, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. He sucks. Um, He's Andrew Tate, but for black people. Yeah, and dead. Anyway, right. um, so <laughs> so their scene ends with him just like, you know, he just keeps reiterating, like, if I ask you a question, I expect to have an answer. And she's like, all right, well, I'll try. And girl, just the way I would have laughed directly into that man's mouth, like, 
Like, the way she's responding is best case scenario. Like, this is the closest thing to, like, a positive reaction you can get from what he's saying. Like, like, why does she even come there? If she really felt some type of way, why does she even go? Because she's going to keep doing this, isn't she? I think I saw pictures of them recently. So now we know. But was it, they knew each other from a long time ago, right? Yeah. Right, like, so this this was a girl that, like, she liked him from before, but she was just like, I don't want to be with a cheater. Yeah. Right, like, she but just liked him, but he just wasn't shit. And now she's, like, she's seen an opportunity to, like, still get to be with him but not have to be with him. Right. Ooh. Which is, like, I can't imagine, like, pining for him. Ugh. Like, truly. I can't even think about it anymore. Let's move on to Slick Nick, because I'm getting a headache. <laughs> so, Slick Nick and Wilson Phillips, they are living their full <laughs> rock band fantasy. They're all dolled up, putting makeup on each other, because they're going to propose to Danielle. We have to get into these fashions real quick. Uh, let's... Yeah. We're ending with Nick. I'm going to give Jennifer a pass because she's pregnant. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It was, you know, some Shein sweater dress. Okay. Whatever. Um, Jennifer. No, not Jennifer. April. With like the, the up down. And then that little weird shawl thing. (laughs) The bold red lip. The high pony. She was ready to go. My thing is, like, I can't be like, is there a theme, right? Like, first what I saw, I don't know, it was giving, like, um, are we going to a costume party? Magician and his assistant. <laughs> like, Reno magician. Middle school uh, circuit. Middle school circuit magician <laughs> and his assistants. So, this man is wearing, I'm going to start from the bottom. Um, the Luther Vandross loafers. Purple, like bright jelly colored socks. And then he's wearing like black jeans, black pants, and uh, a black vest. <sighs> and then we get to this maroon, paisley, button down, shimmery top. And to quote Nene Leaks, this ain't purple rain, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? And then Jennifer has the nerve to give him a deep smoky eye. Which, why were we doing that? He said that Danielle likes him playing with makeup. Yeah, but I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if we're going to do it, can we do it right? Like... I, like we, Craig, Craig from Southern Charm loves an eyeliner, guy liner, as he calls it, but it's always so smudgy. Oh my God, I forgot that phase he was in. I just recently started a Southern Charm um, rewatch. I'm oh, still, I just finished season one. I just started season two. Um, it's so dark. Yeah. I feel like it's like, what? I can't remember where I was when it first started, but now I'm like, I can't believe they put this on TV. It, it's wild. Like, the whole Catherine and Thomas getting together, like, is just, it's sick to watch. Because Catherine was a child, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And the way he talks about her, like, she, like she's a young horse. 
It's he's- horrible. It's all so bad. The way Patricia talks about her, the way they're just like openly so classist and like just gross. Yeah. Classist yeah. and like racist, but we're going to say like <laughs> they've cut out a lot of the racist stuff. Watching season one takes like f- four minutes. Yeah. I mean, we cut out a lot of the plantation stuff. The racism is still there, but in right. a fun, fresh way. Every season, a fun, fresh way to be racist and classist. And that's what we get for watching Southern Charm. We got to bring back Southern Charm New Orleans. Oh, my God. It was so good. Do you remember that guy used to just, like, used to get The drunk? running? Yes! <laughs> you know, that was literally what I was about to say because me and my husband bring it up every time. as like, a status <laughs> of how drunk we want to get sometimes. We're like... <laughs> Nobody, I don't think, like, it was dark. Like, he was running for dark reasons, but it was funny. Like, every time they'd just be like, where's Jeff? And he's, like, running in a field somewhere. No, it's horrible because you remember that he ended up, like, you know, getting injured and then in a wheelchair? Yeah, but I think he's okay now. He is, but I remember during that period be like, God, he can't run anymore. Like, he was just... Wild. Why he always running? Where he had them, he, he ran off into some people's property, yeah. and the friends were like, "We're black. We can't. We can't we follow can't you." Okay. The dark, bro. Like you need to come back. <laughs> like I'm not trying to follow you onto people's property. Right? They're like, literally, we cannot do this. I will be murdered. Please stop. <laughs> oh my god, Southern oh. Charm Lords was so good, and I don't understand why they let go of that show. I don't either, because people still are clamoring for it. And it makes no sense because Southern Charm is not giving anything. Like exactly. the Southern Charm um, OG. I agree. <sighs> why do they get to come back? You know why. You know why. Okay. Um, so, okay. Yeah, he's he's giving Prince, diet Prince, diet everything Prince. Um, no soda, stale, flat Prince. Not, not any Prince. Um, so their plan is to do a collective proposal. Like, not we're all going to be there. We're planning all staying in unison. Danielle, April, whatever, whatever <laughs> her name is. Will you marry us? <laughs> um, I cannot. They're so excited. They're, like, truly so excited. When Nick says in a confessional that, like, he wouldn't propose by himself. Like it wouldn't be appropriate for him to just propose to her by himself because it wouldn't like honor the collective that they have going. And it's not like, he's like, it's not like I'm just going to be marrying Danielle. And I'm thinking none of you guys are marrying her because right. you refuse. <laughs> and they're married <laughs> to each other. So. Which is so wild. Okay. I, I cannot for the life of me understand how he was able to come up on this grift. It's brilliant. Living for free. It is so smart. I can't even be mad at him. Like, I truly need to understand. Like, when they were like, oh, you know, he needs to read books so he can lead our family. And I'm like, please tell us the books. I need to understand, like, what ideology, like, how did he get them to agree to this? Right. Right. He stays his ass at home and doesn't work. How? And it's not even like, they're okay with it. They're crying because they're so grateful that his ass gets to stay home so that he can teach them stuff when they get back. And that's what I'm like, what, how did we get here? What is going on? 
it's some of the most incredible work I've ever seen on television, honestly. But this is where I get upset with this show about, like, I feel like the producers need to be asking different questions. Like, I need to understand, like, no, you need to explain to me why do you, why? Like, Mm. they explained to us, like, well, in our family, right? But I'm like, I need to know why. Why is that in your family? Like, what's behind that? Explain it. Right. Oh, child. So... Their plan is to, they told Danielle that they're just wanting to go on a walk, which was, could you have come up with anything else? Like, it's winter. It appears to be nighttime. Why am I walking with you in the middle of, like, downtown anywhere? Right. Um, That's weird. Are you going to throw me into the river? Um, So she has no idea. She's like, I think this is weird. I feel like something special is going to happen because we usually all make plans together, but they're not telling me what's going on. And so they're going to the walk and they get to the Denver clock tower and they walk up the clock tower. They keep talking about how pretty it is, but it just seemed like the inside of a clock tower to me. Right. Um, it was giving cement. It was giving more. It cement. was purple though. So. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right? Was it the clock part purple? Did I make that up? Yeah. But I would have thought it would have been cool if it was like a real clock where you could see the things turning from the back. Like, right. But you couldn't even see that. It was just like you saw the back of the clock through the glass. So whatever. I'm not the one being proposed to. Mazel tov to you guys. So they get there. There's pedals on the ground. There's like a folding chair, table, card table. More flowers, very romantic, they said. (laughs) um, (laughs) He goes into the speech of a lifetime. You know, he he worked all week on that, okay? He says, (laughs) you know, sitting in front of me here is this clock. And that clock makes me think about time. Well, I'll be damned, Nick. Doesn't (laughs) it? This is what they're paying for? Profound. (laughs) I just want to say, the experience of time is subjective. Meaning it's different. (laughs) He has to explain what subjective means. And then he says, everybody, like, after he's like, you know, subjective means that it's different for everyone. They all nod their heads like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then he goes on to say, time is unique. 
it's unique like love and we all get to experience love in our own unique way. I'm honored to have you all join me in creating our vision of what love is within that. It's been really nice getting to know you guys. And then he goes over to Danielle and he pulls out the biggest box from his chest. How did we not notice that? How did nobody notice that? (laughs) (laughs) And then he pulls out a blue sapphire. So we find out that their uh, rule is that every woman gets her birthstone as her engagement. Of course they can. Of course, because it's $75 on Amazon, right? Like. I we got a whole twelve pack here, baby girl. <laughs> Let's hope nobody's both in July. No. <laughs> we can't double up. We can only find one person per month. Um, so she's like, oh, "We really, really?" Uh-huh. And then she's crying, and she's crying for so long that uh, April's like, "Are you saying yes or no?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> So then it's a whole thing. And here's the thing that I want to call bullshit on. She already had the the blue sapphire necklace and the blue sapphire nails. Maybe this is just happens to be coincidentally a really oh. big for her, but it was giving, I'm already knowing what's happening. I we've shopped for the ring together, and I'm gonna make sure my manicure is on point at all times. I think she knew. Oh, of course. And I think it's like very much obviously like she would already know that what color she's getting because she knows her birthstone. And I'm sure they've talked about that. Yeah. It's also like, I'm sure like they're not, people don't just propose to people without them knowing. I feel like they probably didn't tell her what was happening that day, but as soon as they were like, Oh, it's a date and it's a surprise. She's like, I'm getting proposed to. I'm going to do my nails. This was such a business like proposal. It was like, the three experts of American Idol sitting down Kelly Clarkson and being like, you know what, girl, you won. You've earned it. You've completed every task. You've done it, girl. And America has voted you in. Congratulations. Like, oh, that's exactly what it is. Like, it was truly, it is a business. Like, he found his third sponsor. Yeah. So convenient that, like, you know, um, and also we're going to have to sign this down payment, this uh, mortgage real quick. So if you um <laughs> get on that real quick we could do that we We literally were like i don't think we have quite enough for closing costs um (laughs) let's propose to dinner and then we're gonna let her know that her share is five grand exactly we've got the papers already drawn up you just have to sign an initial nick spent the afternoon um highlighting the places where you have to do so and um, we're going to get this pony in the water. So, yeah, they did this whole story. The whole time, the house is going to be her name. Right. <laughs> so, like, you see, well, like, we all, like, we need, in order to get this FHA mortgage, um, you have to have not bought a property before. And we've all, like, they right. found a way to, like, like explain to her whole thing. I'll be like, it's going to have to be you, girl. Right. Have you ever heard of a co-signer? Uh, <laughs> Oh, girl, this is really like a predatory lending. (laughs) They really are. Oh, my God. So they do this big thing about like, you know, we really just like 
we want you to move into the house. We wanted to make sure everything was perfect. And then Danielle says the saddest thing of all, which is like, she looks around at all of them and is like, I'm just so happy because I was so in love and I was so scared that you guys didn't like me back. And this is like <sighs> a confirmation that you do. Oh, girl, this is a bill. <laughs> this is just a bill. Like you've literally been like subscribed to a bill. Yeah. And you're yeah. crying with happy tears of joy and over right. something that benefits you in absolutely no way. No possible way. Because now you've got at least one dependent about to be two with the baby and maybe three if Jennifer goes on maternity leave. So, And I'm pretty sure part of the gig is like, you definitely got to do some stuff with April. I- <laughs> You know what? Um, it's the fact that I think you're right. <laughs> I can't even deny it. It's it's unfortunate. It really is. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I honestly think this is true at this point. <laughs> I'm, upset I'm upset about it. I really am. Um, they all, the episode ends with them all, like, locking their fingers together, like, some sort of uh, Captain Planet situation. And of course, of course, Nick has the cluster diamond ring. Of course. You have the, like the tiny little flea market diamond clusters because you can't afford the real ones. You have to get the smallest, <laughs> worst quality a speck of a diamond and, and just chunk them up all together. So it looks like something. Ugh. Those rings are so upsetting to me. <laughs> I hate it don't know why oh my god is there anything else that you want to uh share from this episode talk about no i just do you do you think that there is something in it like i've started to i think a lot about like what is behind this couple like how did he get this women to agree to this and do you think it's like a reparations thing like is he (laughs) leveraging white guilt is this our first case of reverse racism i don't know (laughs) That's a great question. That is a great question. I just don't know how you get here. You know what I mean? I need to know it. (laughs) It, Honestly, like, where do they live? No, they're not in Texas, are they? And I truly don't find, there's no, I I don't find it offensive at all. Even with Danielle, I don't even care. Like, and generally, like, when I'm seeing a younger girl be put in a position where, like, I would feel, like, a sense of, like, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't explain why. I just don't. They love it. So, like, you know, who are me to judge? Right. I'm not going to yuck your yum, girl. You seem to be having a great time. Right. Oh. <laughs> That's all we could say. Oh, my gosh. What are your thoughts on um, Sidian and uh, Squeaky before we get into it? We didn't have them on this episode, but do you like them? Of course not. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody like them? Uh, what are your feelings about Ariel? Um, Ariel is the 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 new girl, right? Yeah, the Filipino girl. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I'm happy for her. Like, I see her. You know, she's gonna move here, probably get a cute little nursing career, and leave him. I hope so. And a, a really hot guy. I'm very, very, very pro. Um. Whenever men go out of the country to find a woman, because it's inherently exploitative, 
mm-hmm. right? Like you're getting a woman that's hotter than what you can get here because yeah. she needs something from you. I'm like always so excited for her to leave him. <laughs> and I'm with that you. girl already has a man like in, waiting for her in Cali. I see it. She's been corresponding like. Yeah. Uh, girl, like they better keep her trapped in that house. Okay. The minute a, a wealthier, better-looking guy even looks in her direction, it's over for you, Guy Liner. And I hope you know that. <laughs> a wrap. And she deserves it. She really does. Um, well, thank you for, for joining me. Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so I do have a new podcast. Hell yeah. Me and my best yeah. friend have one. Um, it's called uh, Y'all Aren't Mad Enough. So every week we talk about um, things that we think people aren't mad about, enough about. And it ranges anywhere from like, I don't know, Ron DeSantis to um, Doja Cat's new eyebrows. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm going to subscribe to that immediately. Everybody, you guys should as well. And I will link that in the episode description. But thank you again, girl. And you have a good night. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.